Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is internet marketing. Now, before we start today, a bit of shameless self promotion because Site Visibility has recently published the ultimate content promotion guide. It's their most comprehensive guide to date, and in it, they break down all the content marketing tactics, tricks, and tools you will ever need to help you achieve content marketing success. You can download the guide plus a handy printable content promotion checklist for free by going to bit.ly, that's bit.ly slash ultimate dash content or ultimate hyphen content. Hyphens and dashes are pretty similar, just a little horizontal line, however you like to call it. Today I'm joined by Brad Geddes, author, speaker and co-founder of Adalysis. Brad, how are you? Good, good. How are you doing today, Andy? I'm very, very well. Now, we've spoken before, haven't we? Because if I remember correctly, he said, I love the way I say if I remember correctly. I've actually got the page in front of me now. We had you on the show back in, drumroll, December. Uh, I think it was the end of December 2016, and we were talking about uh, new Google ad formats, I think. Do you remember that one? I do, because that's when Google went from their STAs to their ETAs, and they've even added more ad formats since then. And more acronyms, I would imagine, as well. Uh, yes. Today, uh, we're going to be um, sort of touching on... I know we've talked about machine learning a lot recently, but it's, it's a subject, a huge subject. AI, machine learning... But uh, you've got a, quite a nice human angle about it, which we'll come on to as well, which you're a man after my own heart. I'm a very human person as well. But before we do that, uh, just remind our listeners who you are, what you've been doing. Just give us a bit of background. Sure. I'm, I'm Brad Geddes. I've been in paid search since 98. So this is my uh, 21st year in, in PPC, a long time. Um, currently, I'm the co-founder of Adalysis, which is an automated recommendation engine for um, paid search. And I do a lot of speaking and writing and, and stuff over the web. But that's the main highlight. Fantastic. Now, you mentioned um, about AI and you mentioned about machine learning. This is what we're going to be talking about today. I think a good question to start with is quite a generic question, which would be, is AI or machine learning, in your opinion, going to replace humans in digital marketing? No. I mean, the simple answer is no, right? The more complex answer is where, where humans just far and away beat machines is strategy, 
creativity and critical thinking, and I'll give that example in just a second. And then computers are really good at pattern recognition and dealing with numbers when they have large amounts of data. So the, the, the downside right, of computers is they don't have the critical thinking part. So, for instance, in the United States, when there are more lightning strikes, more lightning hits the ground, people mm. eat more beef. <laughs> now, you could probably argue in the argument, well, lightning's hitting cows and therefore beef prices get cheaper and people eat more. Right? But, but so the thing is, a human, like you, laughs at it and says, well, it's ridiculous. A computer says this is a 10-year trend. Mm. I might want to change bids around this, right? And and that's where humans have this, you know, discerning information and critical nature to them that computers don't have right now. Maybe in fifty years, but not at the moment. Interesting, there, because you mentioned about, about you know uh, strategy, creativity, critical things, which are all sort of very sort of front of brain human type things. Do you think we've got the uh, trying to phrase the question correctly? Do you think we've got the interface between the automated bit and the human bit? right in your opinion no not at all right so uh, numerous numerous studies really show that when computers and humans work together the results are much better than a com- human working without a computer or a computer working without a human right so one plus one equals three sort of formula yeah and we were trying stuff these days with you know recommendations of book management and this and that. There's a lot of education for humans that go on top of that. Uh, I think that is where we're going to see a lot of the progress is how do we manage computers and humans uh, together? Um, right now, most computer algorithms are black box. So you can't go and say, oh, hey, here's the 20 ways that it decided to do you know, X. These three are stupid. I don't want to use them, mm. right? And so machine learning at the moment, right? You give data into it. It does a lot of stuff. It comes up with something, but it doesn't know why, right? And, and, and that's where without it knowing why, right? You can't say to a computer, hey, give me the insight right? They do well, not great. It's the one plus one equals three formula. But what we have not figured out is how to present information to humans to really audit the machine and pull insights and stop the poor, the the poor stuff from happening. So if you give a computer a lot of data, right? It runs machine learning algorithm. You ask it a question, it gives you an answer. It can't tell you why it arrived that answer. There's no insight involved. And, And so if you fed a lot of something to a computer, and it picked out 20 different things of how it wants to solve this and it's going to use going forward. You can't see what those 20 are right now. Mm. And so we can't go and say, oh, beef and lightning, we want to X that one out. right? And so we have not solved this, this black box issue of humans being able to understand the box and edit it when necessary. I, lo- I love the beef and lightning correlation. Is that a real one, by the way, or was that just something you made up? No, it's a real one. Really? There, I mean, there's so many of these, right? Because if you throw enough charts together, some will match. Yeah. So if it rains more in Pennsylvania, right, which is East Coast U.S., more people in sunny San Diego go to the movies. <laughs> well, again, right? Ridiculous correlation. It's very true. I think my favorite one is when Nicolas Cage appears in more movies – more people die by getting strangled by their bed sheets. Oh, no. <laughs> right? Again, ridiculous, right? But 
right? That that's one of those that you know a computer just sees patterns. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. have context for does this pattern actually have any meaning to it? That's what humans add to computers that computers just don't get right now. So let's uh, let's just change tax. Like let's talk about ads. Let's narrow this down to ads. How well does AI, machine learning, computers in general, how well do they write or manage ads in your opinion? So, so first off, let's, let's give machine learning the good part before we completely bash it here. Yeah. So machine learning is very good at writing articles from structured data, sports scores, um, stock, stock reports, Things like that that are, hey, here's structured data. Let me just put some context and create it, right? Very good. I, I mean, I believe it was last year, Narrative Sciences wrote over 4 billion articles by their machines. Mm. Now, have you ever read a stock report and said, oh, that's a fascinating read, right? They're all boring. Yeah. And, and, and so when it comes to ads, our goal is to draw attention, emotionally connect with somebody, and persuade them to take an action. Computers don't have empathy. They don't understand persuasion. They only understand data. Mm. So often, right, what we talk about in in writing ads is we don't want everyone to click on our ads, right? We want the correct users to click on our ads. So let's say I've got two ads, right? One is, um, hey, find your dream apartment, call now to to book a showing, um, and we're central London specialists. The, the other one is almost the same. Find a dream apartment. apartment um, call now to book a showing. Save 200 pounds on your first month's rent. So in a case like this, the second ad, which is saving 200, is going to get more clicks. Mm. They're not going to be as qualified clicks because it's people who are just wanting to save money. The first one talks about central in a specific area. So it's going to pre-qualify a lot of these searchers, only those looking at that region will call. So the second, the first ad gets less clicks, but a much better conversion rate. The salespeople have better conversations. The second ad gets a lot more clicks, but the sales reps are constantly complaining. You're giving me a lot of r- ridiculous stuff. A computer right, says, well, the f- second one is getting the most interaction, and Google's algorithm favors that where the first one is the one the marketers would actually favor. So what a machine would show, what a marketer wants to show, but right now is completely different. Yeah. It's that interaction between the human, the, the sort of strategic bit and the sort of ones and zeros and counting bits as well, isn't it, I suppose? Same, yeah, same thing's it, happening again. Exactly. When you get into like business to business, right, it, it's there your goal in business a business right is to only speak to business owners so you're mm. going to have really low click through rates because most people searching are consumers so that that pre qualification of a user is what machines right now just don't understand and know how to write yeah and of course empathy is a very human thing one of my um, it was i think it was MIT did a uh, a study and they took monkey they took rhesus monkeys and they put up three food containers. Each food container, if you clicked a button, you got you the same amount of food. Yeah. And, and next to the containers, they put two logos, two different logos for each one. And then they put a, a dominant monkey next to one, a subordinate monkey next to the third one, and a perina, which is a, a sexy monkey, next to the, the last one. Yeah. And, and, you know, it didn't matter which one you hit, you got the, you got the same amount of, of food. 
Well, monkeys, it turns out, are just like humans. They all, the majority of people clicked on the sexy monkey. The, the dominant monkey got the second most, and the subordinate got the least. They removed the monkey's pictures, and the brands next to the sexy monkey still got the most clicks. So the human or monkeys, right, are, are not calling humans monkeys, but we have many be, same be, learned behaviors, would choose option three, right, the sexy option, and the dominant option, option second. A computer would say, well, the subordinate is the shortest line. That's the most efficient one to hit. So the computer's choice and the human's choice would be completely different. Okay, so computers, obviously very good at, you know, ones and zeros, very good at counting, uh, very good at math. So how do you think AI and machine learning is going to affect bidding and budget management going forward? So this is where right now it's playing the strongest role when it has enough data. And, and this is the, the place, right, where you really start to see machine learning beat humans if, and this is a strong if, if it has enough information. So I'm going to actually walk through one more study, right, just to really illustrate this. There was um, yeah. a, a study done that they put up um, – a one of your old 1980s 16-bit computer programs where you, know, you hit one button to jump over a fire, another one to you know, climb a ladder, and your goal was to get to the level. And, and they gave this to humans. They gave this to 42 machine learning algorithms, and you only got rewarded when you finished the level. The humans finished this in under two minutes. One computer algorithm finished this after roughly 40 years of playing. <laughs> All right, so so then they changed it to be textures. So instead of seeing right your your ladder, right, you saw a texture for it was different. Humans were now up to about five minutes to finish. The best computer learning algorithm again was over forty years. Then they changed the, the the rules that every time you made a correct move, you got a reward system. Computers beat humans no time flat because they got all this data suddenly, and and so that's where if you have a large amount of data. Your computer is spotting correlations of human. Doesn't it understands things? If you have small amounts of data, then humans are better than machines right now because we have that instinct and that prior knowledge we can lean on to to make educated guesses. So this is why you you hear machine learning used a lot more in enterprise companies. Yeah, they have huge amounts of data. Small companies, I mean, they can borrow some machine learning from Google, like CPA bidding and stuff, which which does work well if you have enough information. But they're not going to see nearly the, the gains that large companies do because of the data gap. Mm. So it's all data-driven, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, and, and that's really where it, it comes down to, right, is how much information can you put into the system? And so if you have a, you know, a large account, you're good. Uh, but humans, right, this is where if you're an educated marketer, you can make really good educated guesses. I mean, we, you know, our, our system, right? We have just basic rules that say if you get more than 150 clicks and no conversions, you should make a negative keyword. Or if your cost is double your CPA and you don't have any conversions, you should make a negative keyword. Mm. And, and, you know, just educated guesses, right? And then we ran all this data through a, a computer learning system to say when should we have made it? Well, it was 155 clicks for one account, right? Every account's different. And it was 2.13 times CPA. So the computers and us were within 10% of each other, you know, just based upon a good educated guess. And so humans, you know, can do some of it in smaller amounts. 
But when you get to bidding for 100,000 keywords, humans can't keep up with the computer. And that's really where, where computer strengths lie is in mass amounts of data. Teamwork makes the dream work. It's a collaboration between the digital, the, the AI and the, uh, the, the human side. We've spoken about quite, you know, a fair few areas of machine learning and AI today. Um, what do you think our listeners should be thinking about as, as, we, as we close off now? If you could narrow it down into one or two sort of key takeaways, uh, what would they be, Brad? Yeah, it, it really would be humans rule the creative and strategic side. Uh, computers, if they have enough data, really rule the math side. And when you use currently recommendations that a computer crunches and presents to a human to use critical thinking to say good, bad, right? That's when right now when the two are really working strongly together. Well, Brad, thanks so much for coming on. How can our listeners find out more about you? I'm on Twitter at BG Theory. You can find our website at adalysis, A-D-A-L-Y-S-I-S dot com, um, and, or just search for me and you will find me on the web. I'm pretty easy to find. Fantastic. Thanks, Brad. And thanks for listening, everyone. The show notes will be in the usual place, which is sitevisibility.co.uk slash impodcast. Um, reviews, please do leave us a review because we like reviews. They help us to get to more people. Um, questions and suggestions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. Remember, we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Brad. Thank you, Andy. It's a fun time. And thanks for coming on, Brad, and we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. 